Hello, and thank you for tuning into Answers from the Lab, where we share Mayo Clinic knowledge and advancements on the state of testing and science from laboratory leaders and the people who are making it happen behind the scenes. I'm Dr. Bobby Pritt, your host, and a clinical microbiologist and the chair of the Division of Clinical Microbiology at Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota. For today's episode, we welcome Delta Lane from our product management team at Mayo Clinic Laboratories for a test and focus interview. Dr. Pritt, thank you for that introduction. And Dr. Hobson, thank you for taking time out of your schedule to join us today to discuss testing at Mayo Clinic Laboratories, specifically regarding our malabsorption panel used in gastroenterology. Before we get started today, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, and your role here at Mayo Clinic? Thanks for having me. I'm a pediatric gastroenterology consultant here at Mayo Clinic. Uh, my main interests are in esophageal disease as well as pancreatic disease, specifically exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, which often presents with malabsorption, diarrhea, poor weight gain, typically related to maldigestion, which is probably a really good lean into what we'll be talking about today. It is. How long have you been with Mayo Clinic and where were you previous? I've been here now going on two years with the pediatric gastroenterology department. Prior to that, I was in Orlando working on a lot of uh, great testing for disaccharidase deficiency and exocrine pancreatic insufficiency. Great. I really appreciate you sharing that with us because it's helpful for our audience to know that our Mayo Clinic physicians transfer in from many different locations, bringing their experience, their skills, and their expertise with them. This allows us at the lab to tap into the very best experts in the field to develop top-tier patient care algorithms and tests. And I always like to mention how fortunate we are at Mayo Clinic Laboratories to be surrounded by specialists in their field on the practice side who provide this firsthand knowledge, direction, and insight for the test development. So as we mentioned, we're discussing our malabsorption panel, which is a panel that bundles four existing tests, pancreatic elastase, calprotectin, reducing substance, and alpha-1 antitrypsin, which have traditionally been ordered separately for patients suspected of malabsorption issues, which refers to the body's inability to absorb nutrients from the digestive system into the bloodstream. So again, these are not new tests with the Mayo Clinic laboratories. Rather, the panel is pulling together four precisely selected tests, allowing the patient to have labs run all at the same time with a single stool specimen in one setting. So can you please tell us a little bit about the panel and also explain why these four particular tests were chosen over other combinations of tests? Yeah, great. The panel has four separate stool tests all combined into one. And oftentimes, stool testing is a key component to your diagnostic evaluation for patients presenting with chronic diarrhea or unexplained weight loss. Where it comes to pediatric practice, really identifying these diagnoses can be timely and we really need to kind of move quickly. If you're able to use the stool test, you can kind of improve your management, your diagnostic ability, and be able to move to the next step of treatment. When we think about the four stool tests that we have, go through them separately, even though, again, they're combined on this panel. So the first thing, uh, reducing substances. This test will screen for carbohydrate malabsorption. This is like glucose, lactose, fructose in our diet that's not being properly digested. You know, you can have a positive reducing substance test secondary to intestinal 
enteropathy that could be inflammation in the intestines that's kind of blocking the absorption of this. Um, you could have deficiency in certain enzymes within your intestines, such as lactose intolerance or lactase deficiency. And then secondarily, you can have and dietary intake can, can affect this test too. So we often see this being elevated in something as simple as toddler's diarrhea, which again, if you identify this, you can really have some good reassurance in the diarrhea or the clinical findings that you're seeing. So in toddler's diarrhea, it's really not a problem of the intestines. It's that we're overwhelming the system with a typical toddler's diet of having high carbohydrates. And so that's the one test, reducing substances. The other test we have in here is alpha-1 antitrypsin. This is a screening test looking for protein loss in the stool. Alpha-1 antitrypsin is a protein that is largely resistant to breakdown of our intestines. So it's a good marker of how much protein is being lost in the stool in this test specifically. Causes of this may be enteropathy, so inflammation at the level of the intestines, whether that's due to like intestinal dysregulation, post-infectious enteropathy, sometimes even have lymphatic dictasias or other enteropathies that can really lead to a positive test here and lead you towards further testing or treatment. Next is fecal elastase. This is a great screening tool that I use in my practice for exocrine pancreatic insufficiency. It looks specifically at one of the enzymes called elastase. And elastase, again, thinking about why these are good markers in the stool, elastase doesn't get broken down by our intestinal proteases. So it's something we can easily find in the stool and measure and say, is there enough of this or not? And so low values of this elastase would kind of block our ability to digest different proteins and, and carbohydrates, leading to maldigest digestion secondary to uh, pancreatic insufficiency. And then the last test is fecal calprotectin. And this is also a really unique test that I use often in practice as well to screen for intestinal inflammation. Calprotectin specifically is found in a proteins and different neutrophils that are white cells that are commonly pulled into the intestines when there's inflammation. And so an elevated fecal calprotectin can have you uh, alerted to some degree of mucosal inflammation in the intestine, whether that's acute from an infection or chronic, which is really what we're talking about here, identifying chronic causes of diarrhea. Chronic inflammation such as that with inflammatory bowel disease, Crohn's or ulcerative colitis, is really important to pick up and start treatment as soon as possible. And so these four tests that I've highlighted really pick up on a wide variety of differentials when it comes to looking at chronic diarrhea. So with chronic diarrhea, your differential of what it could be include infections, which would be a separate test, but not necessarily included in ours, but malabsorption, which would encompass the test maldigestion congenital diarrhea syndromes, which can be picked up with subtle findings within our stool collection, certain dietary triggers. We talked about protein-induced enteropathy, uh, cow's milk protein intolerance, congenital diarrhea syndrome, and then any you know, anatomical defects. So this is your huge umbrella of what this could be. And our four tests within one fail suit can really narrow down your differential and start to help you discern what, what else could be happening for your patients. So I think that, that for that reason is why we chose these four tests is you can kind of hit really big categories of your differential pretty swiftly and easily for the patient to obtain too. You basically touched on the next thing I was going to ask because Mayo Clinic Laboratories is known for a history of selective test use, providing the right test at the right time by promoting a reflexive approach generally. 
We've done this in, in part to prevent overtesting, which also saves patients some time and some money in many cases. This is obviously a different type of case where we're using more of a paneled or a shotgun approach, if you will, which would be considered a better option. Can you shed a little bit more light, and perhaps you already have with your previous comments, about the specific group of patients this panel would be used for and when during the care process the panel should be run? Great question. I would say the ideal group would be anyone that's within toddler to teenage years. And these are times when you're going to have a patient come in with chronic diarrhea or chronic malnutrition or weight loss that's really unexplained, this is the group of patients that probably need to be very specific on even selecting your blood work because you, you know, may be having issues or phobias or anxiety with different tests. And then we're also asking them, we're going to have to run a stool test and, and stool testing alone can be quite cumbersome. So I think the combination of number one, limiting patient anxiety on testing getting to the bottom of your diagnosis really quickly, you're being able to eliminate a significant amount of differential diagnoses when it comes to their clinical presentation. I think are really important factors and, and one reason why we decided to do it in this way. Right. And I would imagine for the pediatric patient, even more so on all of those things you mentioned, parents having to deal with collecting the stool samples, and that can be rather cumbersome if you're having to do it four different times or even more in some cases. As we mentioned, um, while all four of these tests are available individually through Mayo Clinic Labs and potentially through other commercial labs as well, to our knowledge, this is the only existing panel that allows all four of these tests to be run at the same time with a single specimen, which really speaks volumes to the specialization and capabilities of our laboratories and staff. I mean, if it were an easy process, another company may have already provided it. But here at Mayo Clinic, we work with great physicians like yourself and laboratorians who do what's right for the patient, even if it means a little extra time and a little extra effort is involved. Dr. Hobson, is there anything else you'd like to touch on with this particular panel? Yeah, I think you bring up a really great topic. Is There's a lot that is involved in getting these tests to be all in one setting. For that reason, we are going to help, you know, both from the patient side, but also the clinician side. You know, oftentimes I'm called because I've ordered all of these stool tests and guess what? One was stored improperly or the patient was only able to submit a small amount. And so I'm having to pick and choose, okay, which one is the highest priority? And I also have to call the patient and say, you know, I'm really sorry. We got to have you submit another stool sample. So that's another stressor for the family waiting on a diagnosis a stressor for the patient having to submit a stool sample, which is never fun. This really is a lot of work that that, that Mayo has put into putting together one test that can really hopefully kind of change the game in in looking for malabsorption issues in patients. And I always think back to, we're all progressing as we move forward in the medical field. You know, in in the past, when we were looking for infectious causes of diarrhea, you know, coming into the ER with acute diarrhea, you'd have to do a stool culture. Any people do a specific stool antigen test for a specific you know, giardia pathogen or C. diff. And then someone decided, hey, this is pretty cumbersome test. Why don't we just add them all together in one PCR panel? And so now we all use this very easily and reflexively and really change the game to just say, hey, in one stool test, let's test 
all of these pathogens together rather than getting them in separately. And so that's the theory behind what we're trying to do here with this panel of tests specifically. So hopefully that it will be helpful for you and your practice going forward too. Yeah, I would think so, especially with the patients that you work with on a daily basis. These are small humans. They don't have a lot of time to waste in many cases. So we appreciate your passion. We appreciate your effort. Thank you so much for joining us today. And hopefully we'll have you back again soon to talk about more Mayo Clinic laboratory testing that helps improve patients' lives. Thank you again. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in to Answers from the Lab. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and don't forget to tune in every Thursday and every other Tuesday.